What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, what's up? It's your girl Tamara, a.k.a. Girl from Harlem. What's up, everybody? This is Ray Daniels, a.k.a. The Culture Referee. I got my Barry White voice on. Don't worry about it. I've been screaming all day. Don't worry about it. Let's get it. And this is The God <laughs> Show. Woo. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. And we have a very special guest, my sister. I love this girl. I've watched. I remember being at her showcase when she was in a rapper. <laughs> and I remember, I don't know how we got, I don't even know how we got close, but we got close and I seen her at a showcase. She was a rapper. Then I sit next to her and I saw she was a manager. And I've seen the growth. And when we was talking, she was hitting me. She asked me a question that was kind of funny. She was like, "Like, do I have to be a certain? I was like, what? You my nigga. What are you talking about? Come on. Come to the podcast. You can stop by and be the motherfucking guest host anytime you want to. Let's go. So we got my sister, Brooke, the fucking brand. Thank you. Ooh, welcome, welcome, welcome. You look amazing, by the way. Thank, Thank you for you coming so in. Much. So I know, like, fashion is a big thing um, for your look and your brand. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, um, first of all, I grew up in fashion. Like, my grandmother was very fashion-forward. But that's back when, you know, she used to make us put on slips and everything and stuff like that. Somehow I wore best dress with, not with, like, five outfits. You know what I mean? I didn't have the most, but I always was just fly. Everything about me, I always wanted to make sure it went back to fashion. Mm. And then just been, when I used to be a rapper, I used to style the group. Wait, what was your rap name? Brooke Holiday. Oh, Brooke Holiday. <laughs> I took it from Billy Holiday because oh, I, I like grew that. up in jazz. My grandfather was a famous jazz musician, and he always made us listen to Billy Holiday, and I liked her, so I couldn't just name myself Billy Holiday, so I put Brooke. That's and cute. And then I did the last name, Holiday. I love that. So how does fashion kind of transcend over into the hip-hop culture and what you got going on? So for me, fashion is a big deal because it's an expression. Mm. It's, it's who you are before you even enter the room. Like, you see the person clothes and everything before you even hear them speak, whatever, and you kind of can judge a person. Well, society judge you on your appearance. Mm -hmm. So it's like... Your swag represents everything in, you know, in your fashion. So even just, like, as a little girl, like, I've been wearing high heels since the sixth grade. Yes, my grandmother used <laughs> to be Beyonce. like, you're going to mess your, your back up or <laughs> mm -hmm. something like that. But I'm 4'11", so I'm sure in the sixth grade I probably was, like, 4'8". So it was just a thing about being taller or whatever. And I just, like, I'm so in love with fashion. Like, it's my... Thing is, I, I was a stylist 
for the group I was in. Mm-hmm. I could still be a stylist. I don't like to do that. But I am fashion, and I think the culture and hip-hop, it go hands in hand. It go hand I, in hand. I, I, I don't think I ever said this on the show, but I actually judge you based on your fashion. Like, if you're, like, Pharrell looks like his music. Think about that it. That is true. Like, Pharrell looks like, like, Timberland looks like a producer. Like, he... He looks like a producer. I always, anytime you tell me, like I was in, uh, I was in Phipps Plaza the other day, and this dude ran up on me like I'm a songwriter, and I swear I was like, no, I said, oh. I said, you little, you you on that neo babyface vibe, aren't you? He was like, man, how the hell you know? Tell, I'm like, no, look at you, yeah, like I'm like, it was just the sweater he had yeah. on. I was like, bro, you you don't, I don't think you're gonna write. Strip club and dollar bills. Right. <laughs> You're going to write, I only think of you on two. You could just tell. You like, can tell. And, and it's another thing. One of my, I don't, I don't care if people judge me. One of my favorite movies is The Devil Wears Prada. Love that movie. And that oh, line, wait, really? <laughs> what? Oh, no, no, no. And there's a line in the movie where she was like, oh, you don't think you care about fashion. You don't think your clothes tell, you, tell us who you are. That is true. What you wear tells us who you are. It tells us if you give a fuck, if you don't give a fuck, if you... Ready to fight? How serious to take <laughs> you? Yeah, like every fashion. I don't care what you say. It tell if, if your country, if your country, if you want, if you if you think you have a nice behind, you're gonna wear clothes that accentuate that. that if you think true. you have a, it just tells you everything. It just tells you everything. Wait, speaking of that, do you feel like you have boundaries or limitations as to what you could wear when you're in like these meetings or representing artists? Like, how do you feel like fashion kind of affects that as a woman? So that's so crazy. You asked me that because. A lot of times, even, like, before I went corporate, when I was in, like, pursuit of wanting to go on the inside, there were, like, a few executives, like, well, Brooke, you you just dress so good. You don't look like you need a job or are you so into fashion? And, you know, it's time to go put the Timberlands on and the hoodies. And, like, you got to really show people you you grinding. And I'm like, I'm a woman. So... If I wear Timberlands and hoodies, that means I'm grinding, but you see the work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm a part of lifestyle. I've always been into this look. You know what I mean? When I move artists around, I have on heels. I will hustle one of the same guys that told me that under the table in a six-inch heel. So that's never been a – for me, that is weird. And even transitioning, it's like I'm still – even my – Maybe, like, my third day at work, I mean, my first week at work, when I went to New York, I had red hair. But they didn't say anything. I mean, I still had on all black, you know what I mean? Because it's like with red hair, it's so busy, I didn't want to be distracted. So I, I kind of toned certain things down or whatever, but I'm me. I'm a creative. I'm not, before I'm anything, I'm a creative. And so, Do you think your race played a part in that? Like, would a white woman have to turn it down? Or do you think that's just something that women face in general? I think women in general, I, I do think that... Thank, thank you for saying that. Yeah. I think women in general, because there's so many things... Um, I mean, we're in a boys' club. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like... If you think about even just... Let's go to rap. When Eve... Uh, when they tell the story about Eve and DMX the Rough Riders, and they was like, they made her get in a cypher, and she had to go against all the boys. And she freestyled against all of them, and it's like, but they wouldn't make a boy do that. You know what I mean? So it's like... Well, men would do that. Men will naturally do that. 
Well, the battling or whatever. But she did it. But she the whole thing was she had on um, fem- a female outfit. You know what I mean? Like, she was feminine. So that's when they said she's the pit bull in the skirt. You know what I mean? And that's how I feel. It's like I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. But I'm I'm a woman, and that's what I want to represent. And whenever I saw Sylvia wrong, I never saw her, like, look masculine or aggressive. She always looked graceful and pleasant but she'll tear your ass up i just i'm letting the lady speak but tamira likes to make things about black and white i sure do because everything and women race is always the underline this is the music business this is the music business it is the business of music this is the business of entertainment everybody got to play the same game trust me on that like i was in meetings where guys were told not to wear their gold chains I can believe that. Executive. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, is that, so you actually are like, kind of like on a, a spectrum from everybody else. Cause most women in the music business play down. They do. I've watched it over and over and over. And you don't. I don't. And I never did. But. Mike, talking to Mike. I will say over the time <laughs> I've seen girls that are starting to do cultural branding and Dressing feminine, you know what I mean. Like it's, it's, it's over the last over like the, artists over the last five years, four or five years, it's been very different. You'll it's, it's you will see a music executive female in a thong on a beach. Like now, see, I even get weirded out about that. Now I'm going to be honest. Um, um, Dallas had a trip in um, Flexico, Mexico, Flexico for his birthday that we all went out to. And in that moment, I, w- I probably was, like, 20 pounds heavier. Mm-hmm. So my shape at the time, my rear end was just, you know. Out there. Really Talk. big. Mm-hmm. By really the way, big. by the way, by the way, Brooke is going to loosen up, guys. <laughs> Brooke is real. She from St. Louis. Yeah, I am. Is she be on her hood shit? Totally. We're going to get it there. You, I want her to know this is home. Talk your shit. No, t- no. I'm just saying I ain't want to be like that. had a big old ass. No, I was poking. I had a big old ass. I couldn't hide it. Mm-hmm. No, and so I had actually, t- and I I wasn't even, I, at that point I was still independent, but I've, I've never been a type. You can go through my page. I never been a type to show my butt. I just never been into that. I and I don't have nothing against you know women who do it, but I just never been into that. And I took one picture. Why? I never, even when I was an artist, that just was never my thing. Um, I actually would be shy of it. You so know what I'm, do you show then? My I, I show my cleavage probably a little, yeah. a little bit more than you turned up. Mm-hmm. Even if, I, if I show somebody your, your, your IG, they ain't going to think that you are, they're going to think you are, I told her this when I met her. I said, you and your group. Remember, I, I don't know if you remember this. I uh, said, y'all look like was, drug dealer girlfriends. Yeah. And you was like, <laughs> we was that's at, what we was going that's exactly for. That's exactly what IG we page was going like. for. Because y'all had a song like dollars, dollars. Yes, dollars. I, dollars. Oh so I was like, God, y'all look like girl, drug dealers. We was at Puff's we restaurant. That, we was at Justin's. Justin's, mm-hmm. yeah. And Deborah Anthony was managing y'all. was managing us. And y'all was yep. like, dollars, dollars. And I was like, man, they look like three drug dealer girlfriends. And we were trying to come out with, like, tennis shoes, like, called block huggers. Yeah. Stuff named after <laughs> bricks. <laughs> like <laughs> Block huggers. Because that's what we were, though. You yeah. know what I mean? Y'all were drug dealers we girlfriends. We were drug dealers girlfriends, to be honest, you know, back then. 
Like that was that's what it was. Stay true to what you are. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, that was the whole <laughs> lifestyle around. We from St. Louis, the north side yeah. of St. Louis, so pretty much everything was centered around the streets. So, so I got a question for you. What was? Tell me. Okay, so I feel like this. The reason why the reason why I always looked out for you. I always kind of like always treated you like sis and put my arm around you was because it was already hard being a, a black man coming in this shit. Mm-hmm. It's hard as fuck. Like the music business is hard to break in, not because it's based on your talent, not right. because it's based on what you know. It's really just based on your interaction. So view the music business like high school, right? So when I go, when you go into high school, like in your high school, they might wear Tim's. Somebody mm-hmm. else high school, they might wear Reeboks. But the music business is its own ecosystem. And if, and if you're too fly, niggas is going to be like, keep that nigga away. And if you're bummy, it's just, it's, it's fucked up, man. Oh, it's so many it's of those up. things. And, but once you get the hang of it and you understand it, you can exist in this business. Because the one thing that we are not known for is being intelligent. No That's disrespect. Correct. No disrespect. Like, you wouldn't believe how many people I looked up to that I met. And I was like, That's it? Right. nah, you can't be the person that I thought. And you get in a room with them and they like, man, what the fuck is up? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's no, just, they, let you, they let you down. Mm-hmm. And you was like, yeah. damn, you a real cornball. What's that song J. Cole came out with about idols and like. No role models? Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, is, so my thing is that I was a black man in Atlanta. Atlanta is still its own ecosystem. You came from the Lou. And now that you come from the Lou, you came up in this shit. What were your biggest obstacles as a pretty woman? Because mm-hmm. sometimes the best thing you could be in this business is unattractive. I was just about to say that. Sometimes, like, being unattractive is almost a benefit because at least you ain't got to worry about nobody wanting to mess with you. Mm-hmm. Correct. But being a pretty woman, how hard was it? So, one of the main things, too, um, and not I'm not saying this in bragging rights, but I didn't, I didn't sleep my way to the top. No, that, that's and what I'm so saying, because I know that, you didn't. So, that's why it's harder. That's, that's why it was harder. I know you didn't. I've had so many, like, you know... Of course, I would never, like, say names, never in life, but, like... They fucking out here. Yeah, they are propositions propositions and stuff, or, like, I knew different people, um, different people that I could have, you know, dated, or, you know... Fuck with. Been promiscuous, you know, been promiscuous (laughs) with or whatever. I I would have gotten... Possibly further, faster. You know what I mean? I don't even know, because it... Let me jump in, because it's... there is somebody out there that think that shit. Maybe I should fuck. It's still a flip of a. It's still a flip mm. of a coin. It still is because you might some guys. You just being honest. Some guys or women that you might mess with that might not want you to be high up. They might. They might like you being right there where oh they can do what God. they want with you until you. So they'll sell you the promise of helping you and I'm gonna put you on Correct. and really they're gonna put something in you and ain't gonna give you nothing Correct. and probably turn you into a baby mama and then. Once that happens, it just it's a stigma on you. And it, like you can't like people in this business deal with each other, but that should be so private. Cause once you got that name on you, that name is on you. It's on you, you know what I mean? <laughs> and so and I, and I even just like being from the hood, being from the streets, it was always good having a good name. Yes. You know what I mean? Having a good name would take you so far. And it take you years to build your name, and it take fifteen seconds to to break damage it. Fifteen seconds to break it. Fifteen down. seconds, and so for that, 
I was always the girl that everybody looked up to, like the way I dressed, fly. I had a baby at 15. Mm-hmm. So I was I was a fast girl, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But my my child's father, he was my first, you know what I mean? We yeah. was in a relationship. He was, you know, out there. We had a good life for that such of mm-hmm. a young age or whatever. And from there, he always would say, like, you better not never mess with nobody. If I ever find out, we'll never be together. That really scared me. I really believed that, like, I can't mess with nobody. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Like, you have you have one of the cleanest slates. Thank you. And there's a few of y'all. Like, there's a few girls out there that I'm like, man, she has an amazing slate. And that's important because when someone hires you mm-hmm. or when someone has you as their manager, they want to take pride in knowing that somebody – Every time Dick and Harry was like, and that so that's the thing that pride me too. I never wanted to be locker room talk mm-hmm. from then to, as a little girl to now. You know what I mean? I never want to walk in a meeting and then it's this many execs or this many in- people like yeah, I, I hit her or whatever. It feel good to walk like nobody knows about me in that way. Yes, you know what I mean. No matter how feminine or sexy I dress or what they think. And a lot of times they have these perceptions because I stay around a lot of beautiful women. Yes. I'm always around a lot of beautiful women. And a whole bunch of street niggas. Yeah. You Allegedly. No, no, no. But what <laughs> no, I mean by that, like street <laughs> rappers, like you always, no, no, no. The, you was always the only girl in the male crew. And what I mean, no, street, still ni- to street, this street day. niggas don't mean dope boys. Yeah, street yeah, just yeah, niggas yeah. mean like Hustlers. black businessmen from the no, hood that, that are like about their motherfucking that business. So you always was known for that. So I was just like, man, how do, and it's like. And I, people swear and that. You, and you're not low key. I'm not low key. You're gonna be seen. I'm gonna be seen. You're gonna be so that's what I'm, I'm always. Branded. All of those things are almost the opposite of what they teach you coming up. That is true. How the fuck did you do it? I don't know. I I think with me, it's it's um a respect thing, and just being in the streets, you always knew like what to not show. So like somebody might think that I'm showing everything or that like. What does she keep to herself? I'm really showing lifestyle. I'm showing fine dining, restaurants, certain meals, new restaurants, traveling, yachts, fashion, new hairstyles, my beautician, the way I do the decor in my house, yeah, different furniture pieces, cause dolls, you know what I mean, different artwork. I'm showing me at art museums, mm-hmm. and then I'm back to hip-hop, yeah. back to music. Is is that and everything along is like a, it's like a long movie with Jay Z playing behind it. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm like a perfect verse, like a, a on a rap song. Yeah, I'm like. Oh, what's what rap song me, would miss? be your verse? Huh? See, that's hard because it's always gonna come out of something off maybe Blueprint. Uh, let me see. It's so many, Ray. It's oh my verse. God! You know what verse that I love is um that I just I think when Jay Z say um the you treat the one that you love with the same respect as the one that you humping that ain't about nothing. If ever she mad, she won't have to go through that. It won't be that. 
I want to yeah. be Kofi with no VS. It was just something about how he was teaching game. I think it's, because nah, so many men, especially in this generation, you can't separate the wife from the side side girl. You know what I mean? You can't. And he, and he oh. had morals and rules. Like, in that verse, he taught so much game. He said, if ever she mad about something, it won't be that. I won't be where Kofi comfortable where we be at with no bitch, with no bitch. You know what I mean? Well, that he, was different. That was a hard verse. He was kicking so much game just in that small verse. And now I even see women who get at people's wives, call them and stuff. Like when my grandmother, with my grandfather, we didn't, you know, they went through their thing or whatever, but nobody ever disrespected our household. But we didn't have Instagram either, so they might not know how to get in touch. But you know that phone ring one time that might mean for granddaddy to leave the house and nah, they but, can't but, go. But you gotta remember granddaddy. Pick up, hang up. You gotta remember granddaddy. He was a musician, so he was horish. Yeah, I'm just saying, but you gotta remember oh, that. Grand, granddaddy had a family a couple blocks over. Sure it did. was just we didn't talk about it. And dog, this new world is can we just be can we just talk how fucked up this new world is it's that we live fucked in? Up. Like it's like in the world of clout. It's jaded. Like it okay, so I'm gonna just. I gotta say, my I have a my biggest problem, and actually, I got women here. I can I can vent to y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. blame y'all. I'm gonna blame y'all. That's where that was. From. I think the biggest problem in social media, no, okay. in hip hop culture, has become the fascination of the rapper's girlfriend. Mm, that is true. And now we're making that girlfriend famous. She's bigger and than all the her rapper, toxicity, yeah. all her bullshit. Like dog, I think somebody was saying that the. Uh, G Herbo's girl has more followers than him. Yeah, way more. Like, who? Way more. No, like, way more. Okay, way like, more. way more. Way, well, not his girlfriend, but his ex-baby's mom. No, no, I'm saying, who the fuck gave her? is to blame for that? Women. Well, how do you blame her for that? No, no, he, I'm blaming women for that. Women have created an We just stand out wherever no, we are. Well, we, we don't know, know who Fat Joe's no, wife sir. is. We don't, know yeah, we don't know who Fat Joe's wife is. We don't know who Khaled's wife is. Exactly. You want to know why? You no, because oh, Herbo was bringing her around why? everywhere can on the pods. He we, was trying to make her get her own bag so that she stopped I, begging him. He did that and he didn't think it was going to go away. Can I tell you why, we don't, know, go we, don't know, we don't know those guys' wives? Those guys have been out for 20 plus years. Yeah, that's true. They didn't come up The last five years, it's been different. And it's, we don't know who Mulatto is. Well, because it used to be. We, of course, because you know why we don't know who their boyfriend is? Because women aren't interested in other women's boyfriends. But for some reason, we're interested in who a rapper is fucking. I'm not. Dog, Ice T had an album cover with his wife in a thong, right? I remember being and a little kid Coco. seeing that album. Yeah, no, not Coco. This is the this the Asian woman, black and Asian woman, oh, gorgeous. I remember her. I don't know her name. I don't know her name. I don't even care to know her name. That was his wife. Another thing about men is that I'm not interested in dog. When I one of my one of my rules that I'm in the music business with is I come in the room, I speak to everybody, but I never look women in their eye. That's because respectful. I don't know if that's his wife, and I don't want him to feel like I'm disrespecting but him. See, that's coming up. In, you came up in a good era, but, but, but you but, come up in an era where men prided that was your sacred, so you don't talk to people. You don't. I mean, no, I, I say hello, but I don't like eyes because I just feel like eye contact yeah. could be flirta- considered flirtatious. But my thing is now it's like rappers are like putting their girls right next to them, mm-hmm. letting them be their own brand. And and to me, what even I, publicity PR wise, it could be that way. I as know, well. but that's my point. And I believe that is going to hurt our culture because we are making 
women famous for nothing besides who they're fucking, mm-hmm. not who they are. Now, Jay-Z's wife, let's just, he's the fucking goat. His wife is that bitch. That's America's that's, darling. That's my point. Beyonce is, so he walks in the room and it's like, we know, we know her for her. But Jay. now, so think about this. We're celebrating women who are like, I like a street nigga that tell me shut the fuck up, got the gun on the seat, look at me like bitch. And <laughs> I'm telling y'all, we are creating toxicity that young girls are looking up to and admiring. Like, we're going to be pissed one day. And I'm pretty sure it's I happening right now true. where there's a seventh grade girl that's like, what do you want to be? I want to be a rapper's girlfriend. Because when I start fucking yeah. with the right rapper, I'm going to build my brand and I'm going to have my own shoe line. And it's like, what the fuck are you going to do? Damn. What are you known for? Like, where I believe that that is a huge problem in hip hop. And I noticed that with Chris Brown, because I remember we was working on Seven's album mm-hmm. and... No, 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 I'm, I being, know I'm saying Chris Brown you. was pushing seven and, and Chris Brown and I think Atlantic was who she was signed to. They was pushing the fuck out of this girl. But Karuchi had triple the followers of her. So it's almost like so. So, so we're saying to the world, you're better off fucking them than you are doing business with them. Mm, I see what you're saying. Because the girls that fuck them get all the fame and the girls that try to do business with them get nothing. Mm. Am I tripping? That's a good perspective. And you, that you, is a creation you. of women. Okay. I mean, don't bow out gracefully. But you did just break that down, really. That was a perspective. I really want I, to touch on it. I, I'm asking y'all both. Y'all can no, you, you really... I don't see how we created the problem. I like, think like, it's, it's a creation it's, of women. It's something that's happening, y'all, but y'all, I don't think... I can tell you what y'all did. She don't... She don't let me... Let me, let yeah, me let tell me us her what, how I you can tell you what y'all did. Y'all followed them. Y'all celebrated them. Y'all supported their brands. When they when the guy fucked up, y'all made them the victim. How the fuck are you gonna get mad at anybody for how, like this is so crazy to me? How do you fuck with someone that has millions of followers, millions of dollars, millions of fans, and get mad when he fucks someone? What's the di- yeah, you, you knew what you, you were signing you, up you, for? Yeah, you know what? Dog, dog, that's like that's like working with a porn star getting mad that she was fucking at work. <laughs> What the fuck? You you get paid? Like, dog, rap, no, no. I'm telling you, bro. Them. Dog, we, and then now we make her the victim. Oh, my God, he did her so wrong. Look how wrong he did her. Look at why he cheated on her. Motherfucker, she was in line like everybody else. Trying to get to him. Got to him. And he living Tell his, me I'm in lying. his prime. That's true. And he's in his prime. Dog, you can't. How you gonna mess with a fucking celebrity that everybody, that 30,000, 20,000 people lined up to see knowing that all these women want to mess with your man and they get mad when one slipped through the crack. Then why that's you like, can't be honest and say, I'm going to fuck other bitches? Like, why? They sitting there selling these girls a dream, sitting there like, no, it's just you, I it's just think, me. Because that's, that's what men have done since no, the beginning of time. No, stand on it, stand on it. Be wrong. Nah, you, these, I'm a rapper. I'm going to be outside. You going to stay with me or no? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I think... I like this conversation. Let's have but it. But I think some of these girls like, are... Some of these guy rappers are telling some of these so, popular females... That that's what's going on. And I think the girls are saying, I'm cool with it, but just don't let it get out out and don't embarrass me. Mm -hmm. So when the, but we live Mm -hmm. in a time where you can't let it, it's hard for it to not get, it's hard for it not to get out. Because everybody got their phones out. Mm -hmm. But listen, listen, I'm just, I'm asking you guys because. And then a girl's a cloud chaser. To me, I have a daughter that I'm raising and I want to make sure my daughter doesn't think being with a rap star is a career. I agree. Well, I want to go back a little bit. 
Nobody asked my question. Okay, cool. We did answer it. We I said, think, no, I don't think nobody well, anyway, it didn't get answered, but it's okay. Well, we'll come, we'll circle back in a little bit. Um, you mentioned that you started as an artist, right? Mm -hmm. So, how did you transition, or what was your biggest obstacle transition from an artist to an AR? Um, well, I went from an artist to a manager. I mean, yeah, manager. I sorry. went from, um, I was in a group, um, a rap group, and then they wanted Tiffany Fox to be solo. She was just a better artist than us. She had the whole profile, the look, the 5'7", um, small ways, big hips, everything. Every, uh, the whole group, we all were natural, but she just had that look. You know what I mean? And Tiffany Bars is different. Like, her pen game is just stupid. You know what I mean? She was a different type of beast, and I understood it. And we was like, yeah, girl, we tired. Like, go solo. <laughs> you got it. And then she was like, um, I would if you managed me. I always was the glue. I always put the deals together. Even the way we met Deborah, I called, blew her phone up. Zaytoven blew his phone up. It, everything that we ever did, I did the branding marketing to our song dollars. I was like, well, we should go to all the strip clubs, get a girl's a bag, put the dollar on it. So it was really easy for me to step from in front of the camera with how, how you got to be dressed, look, and got to go in the studio and write and stuff like that. It was really easy because it was what I already was doing. My whole life, I've been putting shit together. Some of the best executives were artists first. Yeah, because I do know how it feels for artists to make sure they get their music out. I know that expression, they wordplay, just the seriousness of it. Like, I knew when we would go to Ebro or, like, um, Hot 97, K-Slay, any of them things, like, the pressure of doing a freestyle. So I would just know, <laughs> like, Tiffany, we going on, we was, I think we was going on Sway, and I'm like, Sway going to make you freestyle. So, like, I knew that as an artist how serious that was, but how that, that's pressure. But I also knew to prep her, you know what I mean? Like, Think of something that you really like. You know what I mean? Oh, so you had both perspectives. Yeah, I had both perspectives. And I, I had a, so many relationships from being an artist. So it really, when transitioning to be a manager, it really was what I already did. And then right after Tiffany, during a group, we met Chubby Baby. And, um, My brother. Yeah, Chubby <laughs> Chubby baby, I brought him in like to consult with um, me on Tiffany or whatever, and then he was just like, "I just love the way you move artists around." Like he knew I understood how important it is to go in the hole in the wall clubs, pay the DJs, cause I was an artist, so I used to be the artist at the DJ booth buying them drinks with money that I didn't have, somebody's money, but you know, like. I know how to break a record from the ground up. Like the new way, because we didn't, we streaming wasn't all the way, it was coming, but it wasn't like it is now. So that's when you had to put in work and you had to go in the clubs and stand on the couches and, you know, be seen, be seen and then the DJ play your song at the strip club, then you got to have the ones to give to the girls. So that's why it was always important with for me to have the street guys around. <laughs> like, because this, this, you need. You need money to circulate. And it, is, it is a look. A, it's the, a look. The look, perception matters more in this game than reality. 
if they think you're the star and you're really the star, it does, they, you're going to be the star. It's who people believe is the Correct. star. People choose stars. You don't select them. That is so true. I want both of you guys to kind of describe the overall um, female culture of hip-hop, like behind the scenes and in front of the camera. So how do you feel about female rap and all that stuff? And females in the boardroom, what's going on with that? I know you could give me... You said females in the board, boardroom? In the boardroom. And, and on... Females in front of the camera, camera and, and behind, behind the camera. So I think it has definitely changed females. Um, th that's one of the biggest issues we was having with Tiffany was heavy in, in hip-hop. We were noticing that the game was changing and nobody cared that she had a real fat ass or that she was really natural and that she had a pen game. Her and Nikki really could go toe-for-toe -toe with it with lyrics, but the game started changing, and it's like, it's things to be bragged about, ass shots, that B BBLs and stuff started to become, like, let's brag about this, having a wordplay was not a thing no more, it's about having a record, you know what I mean, who gives a fuck if you can rap anymore, so for female culture right now, to me, everybody has started looking the same, once they start, the Nikki had the game closed for a minute. Once it opened up, I can't tell nobody apart. Everybody looks the exact same. Everybody wears the exact color hair wigs. Everybody's shaped the same. They get their bodies the same. It's almost like the female rapper's kit. Mm. So right now, I'm excited to see Glorilla. I'm not, and that's not to say that she's not attractive. I'm saying she's not she has, so. She has a regular girl body. Yeah, and she's not so polished. So now, where it used to be, you had to be a girl that, that everybody wanted to sleep with or wanted to dress like. That's in, in the industry, period, in entertainment. Like, somebody needs to want to be you or sleep with you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Now it's like, it's kind of switching it's coming back to a good record and being relatable. So when I see the girl glitter gloss with her babies, her babies on her hips, fire. I'm from the bottom. I know Section A. I know wig vouchers. I know food stamps. I had a baby at 15. I had a low income house. I I didn't want to stay with my grandma when I had my baby, and I'm like, oh, so you just sign right here, and then you get a waiting list, and then they put me in a house. You know what I mean? I had all of that, the government assistance and stuff like that. So imagine how many girls. I went to a pregnant school when I was in high school. It was like. Me too. No, you didn't. It was, was a good school. No, I, I always tell people I graduated from open campus. Oh. We had a daycare center in my school. Oh, okay. Like I went to the school for kids that were so far behind. Pregnant girls had to leave for a certain amount of time. Yeah, Secondary. we, so, we so they, literally, it's like 100 girls pregnant. that We had nap time and all that. And all these girls are like, we all from the bottom. So they relate to, in, to that's the cycle that keep going. So mm -hmm. they relate to the glitter gloss with the baby on the hips while she rapping. She ain't have a babysitter probably. And so now that's more relatable than the BBL look or every girl got a Birkin. Mm -hmm. Birkins are exclusive. Like you have to have know somebody or to be on a list to even get it. So it's like, is this, is this real? What is this persona? Like what's happening right now? <laughs> like no, it used to be a time where that was an exclusive thing. And it, it's, it's an investment purse. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, now that's a girl's dream. So when I see Glorilla and I see Lola Brooke, 
just back rapping, rapping, mm-hmm. coming with that hardcore delivery. That was me. I had a deep delivery. I didn't rap the way I talk. So just being 4'11 and being small and they running the charts like that, I think it's, it's coming back. But I think women have a lot of scrutiny on them being in front of the camera. I just want to say this. I wish that I, I'm, mind you, I love the way, I, I love what female rap is because it's relevant. That's what I love. Period. Because love it too. Women are better versions of us. I just have one request that I wish happened to female rap. I wish there was just one woman that was rapping about saying, don't do what I did. No, like that's Like when Jay-Z like said, I didn't tell you to sell crack. No, Hove did that. So, so hopefully you don't have you to, don't go, have to through go through that. that. I miss that. That that to me is what female rap is missing. Like one girl who's like, fuck with a street nigga, got fucked over, had a kid, was on my welfare, never going to do that again. Instead of saying, Same. boss up. Boss up, street nigga, where the money at? Get your credit right, boy. have yeah. him yeah. scamming, give me the credit. Yeah, I want to buy you a yeah. business. Yeah. Yeah. Or oh, even that, even if it's not saying, I ain't, he, I ain't want him to buy me a, a Birkin. I want him to invest in my business. Correct. He, if that was in rap, I would be, I think that that's the next level of where female rap goes, where now females are saying, don't do what I did. But historically, women are harder on each other than men are. On, like, I could be, if, I, if a billionaire came in the room, and because would you want to hear that? That's what no, 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 no. If no. they did it in a right way, a girl would want to hear it. That's what I'm saying. But I'm Lady saying. London kind of does it, okay. but nobody listens to Lady London. Like, I always say, <laughs> No, no, she should have been signed, she should be way bigger than 90% of the I think she signed right? BMG. I thought, Is that oh, not Lady London? I don't know. I don't On Facebook, know. we always arguing about why isn't Lady London bigger because she's from New York. That's somebody that we really oh, that's like. not. I'm thinking about Steph London. Oh, oh no, yeah, I'm talking about Lady London. Yeah, yeah Lady so London. she's a really good rapper, a conscious rapper. She does the stuff that you're asking people to pretty much do. I have another question for the women. But, um, yeah, she's not she's I have a not question for y'all both. She's this is just, naked. you know, I'm, I'm a student also. Okay, if a man came in the room and he was single and he was a billionaire, every man that be in here would be like, yo, that's dope. Man, he living. That man living. Even if, if, if he had... If he had 100 girls or he wasn't interested in girls, we wouldn't give a fuck. But let a female billionaire walk in the room without a man. As soon as she leave the room, she ain't happy. She ain't got no man. Mm. She ain't That's got exactly this. what they I'm, think. Why do women do that to each other? I wouldn't do that because me, I am such, I'm such a girl's girl that it even irritates me when the women in the industry have this whole fake women empowerment and be mean as hell, mean girls. Mean as fuck. Mean as fuck. You follow them, don't follow back. We had these whole great conversations uplifting each other, but it's all in the moment and stuff. I don't like that. Like, I'm such a girl's girl that if a woman walked in a room, whether she big or small, I'm embracing, I'm empowering her. You know, I'm celebrating her because I know what it's like to just, it's hard being a woman, and it's definitely hard being a black woman. It's hard as fuck. It's so hard. We already. The world is already hard on y'all. Yes. And y'all are harder on each other. I and agree. I just don't get it. I, I like, don't get like, it like, either. Like, 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 dog, somebody doing good, I'm with them. But I Me think too. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a self thing. So it's like, 
how she got all that and I have less and they co- it's a comparative thing. It's a comparison thing. immediately. Yeah. And you don't, you might not necessarily mean to do it like me. When somebody walks in, well, I don't know what y'all do, but the first thing I do is look at their shoes. Well, no, I don't do all that. I, oh, yeah, because I, I, I'm, I'm, well, I might be because I'm from New York too. I look at the shoes too, but, but that's just a fashion thing. But it's it's not, no, it goes back to just saying like. But I'm not going to hate on you if you're not, like oh, if it's not oh, good, oh, but oh. if it's cute, I'm going to be like, what do the girl, shoes say? I look at Everything. women and men's shoes. What do the shoes Everything. say? Everything, yes. I'm looking at both Y'all. That's like and then your t- and then your oh, we've framed no, Braxton it, for it, months because of his shoes. I've never framed Braxton because of his we've shoes. We've framed Braxton for months because of his shoes. So like oh. you I've, judge what I have said about not his shoes. you who's, not who's, who's Braxton? Braxton, have I flamed He's you today? He got uptowns on. Hold no. on, have I, see that's the <laughs> that's my problem with the world. What this is my problem? <laughs> this is why I, this is my problem with New Yorkers. She thinks she just be he's good. He got uptowns on. <laughs> he would be good if he had on Reeboks. I ain't never made fun of his shoes. Braxton, they make fun of your shoes? I was about to say, don't sit here and act like Ray did not flame you Braxton for your outfits said he before. Wears no, I never flamed him for his outfits. I never flamed him for his outfits. All right. I might have flamed him. I might have flamed him when he started making money and I saw different shoes. I'm like, <laughs> hey, bro, stay who you are until you're rich, rich. You know, he might come in the room. He might. I know he might have got a check and then he went and bought some. <laughs> no, don't do that. That's the only. I've, I've never flamed him like man. Look at your shoe. I've never done that. But the fact that. of the matter is that females do it because they try to, I think, one, there's this fake sense of sisterhood. admiring. It's yeah, at first face. it's that, and they don't want to give that. They feel yes. like if I, some people feel like if I give you flowers, it's looked at as, that excuse me so for a lack true. of better words, sucking dick or being a fan. That's or so true. They don't feel like they can give people their flowers without being looked at as crazy. Like, that is oh, so true. That girl want to be me, or she she's a mini me. Or, like, you know, just that mean girl mentality is overall, it's in Better than us, depending on where you're from and what you've been through. I have, like, working, I have workplace trauma, that's what I call it. I'm working under a black woman who preached to me sisterhood and I got you and we doing this together. And we The second I started working a little bit harder than her and people started seeing, like, oh, she's on to something, they got rid of me. So I think that there's, there's just that this. That happens to me There's all a the thought time. process that there's not room for two black women at the table. And I've said this plenty of times. A black woman think that there's only room for one black woman okay. at the oh, table. True. I got to say something. I, I want to I counter that. I want to counter that because I love, love, my favorite rapper of all time is Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. Me too. Everybody knows. I love DMX too, though. Mm-hmm. I've never compared the two. I love They're both two of them. Totally That's different. my point. Yeah. I love what they brought to the table. Like DMX brought that aggression. Jay Z brought that game. I love Kanye. Kanye brought that emotion. But you're a man. That's like that's a female. my that's my point. My point is is that as a man, I don't compare men to men. I don't compare myself to men. I see you for, but I think women. You don't. But guess what? In I don't think I don't think I don't think that's a male trait. In a man, no. In your face, they might not. But men always want to be the boss. Mm-hmm. So. They might play team player, but it's always to the point of when can they be the boss. That's how bosses think. A leader, like I have, like where I work at my job, Kevin Lyles is a leader. Yes. He's not a boss. He's a leader. He is a boss in his own right, but he's a leader. So what he expressed when you're around or whatever, it's like, he wants the opinion of everybody. He helps. He's a team player. He's not a looking for yes men or to agree with him. He likes debates. You know yeah. what I mean? Celine, he's a leader. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Raina, Lisa, the, the the women that 
I I'm I got the best. I God put me in the best place ever. Like these women embrace me. We call each other. Like my birthday coming up. How can we do it? And I'm like, whoa, this is rare. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because some women, and especially send me. To me, I'm nowhere where I want to be. And I feel like it took a little too long, but I I don't know God's plan with me. So it's like he had me in school practicing because he do know I'm finna tear the ass up. Mm-hmm. He do know that. All mm-hmm. I, when, I, when, I, when I put these points on the board, this my Jordan year, my, it's 23. When I do this and where I keep going from here, it's, it's going to be curtains. So for me, it's like embrace me. Mm-hmm. We can keep giving back, you know what I mean, and showing because women are really running shit right now. They always have. So if we really embraced it together and, like, let me give you an alley-oop or let me give you one, da-da-da-da, it would be bigger. But, like, even with men, a lot of men and women, they're not leaders. They don't have leadership roles. But what I noticed is, is that coming up was that the only the people that helped me the most were women, Erica Grayson. Ethiopia, Sylvia. You always said that. Ethiopia introduced me to Sylvia. Sylvia hired me on the spot to work for her. Mm-hmm. Like men didn't embrace me because I was just like a little. Maybe I was. I was angry. I. I, I don't know if I. I seem angry because I have a person. It's aggressive. I was aggressive though. I was. I need nigga. I had a mom at home. I'm, <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't give a fuck how you feel. How you feel. I'm with Denzel Washington. I'm from around the way. I'm leaving with something. Correct. <laughs> I'm leaving, I'm with, leaving something. with something. I'm not going. I, so for me, but women embrace that. That's why I wish there were more women. I wish there were more women empowering each other because y'all don't have the egos that men have. But we somehow end up having it with it. It trips me out to be honest. There are certain little situations and I'll be praising the women, like giving them their glory. They didn't did way more than me and younger than me. And they still feel a certain way about me. And I peep it or they say certain things to people. Because you had it easier than they did. The generation before you is always going to feel some kind of way because you're able to do things that they weren't able to do. So if they... Like what? Because they... Dress the way you dress. Mm-hmm. Shit, I couldn't do that when I was coming up. I had to wear Jordans or I would have... You know, it's also... We're also not in a time of like... Like, if you're a piece of shit in this market, if you're a piece of shit in this time, it's going to come out. Yes. Yeah. If you out here trying to, if you out here like, but Ray, to, I'm saying even in grace, like when my grand, when my grandparents and my, when my grandfather, that's who raised me, my grandparents, when they lost their job, and they had to pull me out of private school and stuff like that. I, I said I won best dress in middle school with probably like five outfits. I just always knew how to make shit look bigger and figure it out. Mm-hmm. But the spoiled girls who had everything and all of that, they never liked me. Mm-hmm. It was always like it was something in me that made people like even like women in in position they are in bigger positions than me and then did more and not and still feel like even when I'm around I gotta prove certain points or say certain things like materialistic stuff or whatever like me I don't be caring I'm so free I'll I'll dress a girl in Walmart. I don't have to have on all that. I be looking at girls. You can have on all that designer and you still look a mess. I couldn't. I, I'm fashion. I find fashion in Target. So I got to ask a question now. Why not fashion? Why music? When you say that. To you. 
Like you, 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 you are fashion, like you said. But like, why did you choose to be in music? I, of I'm obsessed with music. Okay, so you I'm have obsessed. the same. You have the same obsession with music the, and yeah, fashion. Yeah, the same. I listen. I can't even. I can't even eat without listening to music. I can't get in a car. I can't do nothing in this world without music. I'm an Aquarius, so my whole Ooh, world is music. Go Aquarius, me your birthday, February the ninth. Oh, I'm fourth. Oh, I'm see, Aquarius. There's no way my world could even function without music. So I'm saying that to say, whatever it is, I don't know what it is about me. It be people like they'll even go to one of my friends like, oh you, cause you cool with the Brook. Brooke, uh, like I know what your superpower. My name is Brooke. Right, it's not. Brooke, it's not hard. Though. It's not even two syllables. I know what your superpower. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I know what your superpower is. What is it? You're sexy, but you don't leave with sex. Mm. So that okay. That's See, dope. I, I mean, like honestly, because some like women that. are sexy, leave with sex. That's what I and got. And that's that I got. Your superpower is that you but are attractive. I didn't even woman. know that ANRs and stuff be sleeping with women. I mean, with with they girls like be sleeping with artists. And I never. No, I'm I ain't gonna like lie, I didn't either. I ain't gonna lie. I, I, ain't gonna lie. I, I found that out in the last. Wait, what year. is it? Artists are sleeping with A and R's. I didn't realize how many people in the music business were fucking. Me either. I, I was a, like, I was a late bloomer. I was like, no, no, no. I was so like, wait, it was like maybe is... the last three or four years. I was like, they, they were, what? Like, I dog. Have I ever even given you the slight that no. I was? I don't do that. Like it's like she done came to my house. I've been to Ray's house. He, and we oh, watched one time Ray had. Well, we you tell her. Okay, okay. So <laughs> this is hilarious. Um, Ray had a a, a pool party or something. Well, yes. it, it turned into a pool party. You were there, and nobody huh? had. Um, it wasn't gonna. It was a barbecue. Yes. And so <laughs> it was so. Funny. You got in the pool with jeans on. <laughs> my whole everybody else. Everybody else was out there. Off. Everybody else was out there. Like well, she got up. She got in the pool. I, well, white pants, right? I remember she came over to the pool party and and got in the pool. Well, fully I didn't dressed. know. But I'm saying it, you could have not gotten the water. You got in the water fully well, dressed. I just got in the water dressed. Yes. Like, listen, I'm not gonna be naked in the water because yeah. that's not who I am. Yeah. But. But everybody was just feeling free and stuff, and I'm just like, shit, I always think about tomorrow. Like, when everybody wake up, I'm talking about everybody was just free, like, it yeah. It was, and see, I left, my daughter ended up getting a flat tire, and I had to go all the way to Sandy Springs. Ray, actually, my house that I got here, we both live in Fairburn. Yeah. So it was not even nine minutes away from yeah. him. And I remember that day, like, yesterday, and I cracked up, like, and Ray didn't pressure me or none of that. He never flirted or none of that. Yeah, like, he that. just, I don't know if Ray felt sorry for me. No. What, no, no, because, like, when I first, it, Ray, I don't know. I think he seen something in me. You know what it was? I'm telling you, I saw I saw a woman. My best friend is a girl. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my best friends is a girl, Crystal. But she always taught me that. She says, some women leave with sex. Some women, women no, leave like with their that. mind. Some women, she was like, and I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, like some women leave being a woman. You never, you've always been feminine, but it never came off like it could go there if you wanted to. Right. And sometimes mm-hmm. when women go there, it's kind of like, I'm the man. So men, we ain't dumb. Like if you think Don Vito cute and you told him that, you probably told me you thought I was cute too. Like I don't walk <laughs> yeah. around like, man, she told me I was <laughs> cute, nigga. She's on me. No, I'm like, <laughs> if she told me that, she definitely told somebody else that. Mm-hmm. I don't and you know what else too with it? I've never, I've always been attracted to my um, the world that I was in to those type of guys, right? But 
I see how it could possibly happen with women. And I don't see how people sleep with their artists and stuff. Like, for me, everything fucks up the money. So, like, I know that I'm emotional when it comes. I'm not an emotional person. I'm an Aquarius, so I'm already detached in the way I was raised. I'm just detached from my emotions. But when it's that person, that person that I connect with, I'm very emotional. Yeah. So I know These if new chicks the, ain't emotional. Yeah, if the world's crossed, like I don't eat where I shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so people think like my partners that I work with now, like they they find it so hard to believe that we spend so much time and it's nothing. I know it. I can see it though. Yeah, we go everywhere. We do everything together, but it's it's no intimacy in that way. So it's like I think people find it hard to believe, but it's like we wouldn't have been able to get this far mm-hmm. if, because I'm around them and the shit I see, I be almost insulted when the, the girls even think anything different. You think I'm going to put up with all the mm-hmm. stuff that I see him do with y'all or is that, and I'm going to just sit around that like, no, it's nothing. Because if it's something, everybody's going to know because my emotions is not going to be that intact with somebody <laughs> <laughs> that... You know what I mean? That I'm dealing with. But I think I see how it could be easy, easier because you're always around these people and you end up sharing the same thoughts it, it, and it stuff be, like that. I, I see how it works. Me too. But I just feel like as long as they know not to... Listen, man, don't fuck up the money. I got. How do you mess up the money? And that's money. what we're here it's, for. It's a, it's, a gift to do, it's a gift to do this. It's a gift to do this as is. Don't fuck up the money. And I've seen more guys fuck up by doing that than anything else. Yeah, like you're you messing up your money concerned about a nut, and this girl is already a but, beast for you. And but I got to say one thing. There was a time, long, long time ago, where I had to sit on the phone with a girl for hours mm-hmm. and hours and hours to get her to send me the kind of pictures that girls post on Instagram every day now. Like... So easy. The game is watered down. It's Playboy every, went it's, out of business it's because it's every, It's everywhere. It is literally sex. Let me tell thongs, you, I'm a girl out. and say I'm tired I, of seeing twerking. I'm so tired when of seeing When I seen everybody asses. cooking online, I was like, this is cool. Right, this is a whole nother. Okay, a people doing. Like, I'm a girl and don't want. I don't. If. I don't never have to see a, a woman twerk for another 10 years. I'm so tired okay. of twerking. And then I'm men so tired, tired of, of twerking. You know you done messed up the game now. Men I, don't want to see ass. I'm anymore. tired of it because in my mind it's like, what else? What's, what's next? What's and next? I feel like the game has been watered down. And I feel like that's why I'm, I was happy when I saw Kevin hired you because it's like she's not on that. And I believe that we are, we pick up the we the team takes on the personality of the coach. Yeah. And if the coach is about his business, you being you're a coach now. You've always been a coach, but yeah. I think that somebody. I don't think that a girl. I think that you'll make a if an artist was signed to you, a female artist is working with you, she'll want to be like you. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm be working fly with like her. Um, Carly. Oh mm. uh, 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 yeah, yeah. We did a song on her. Yeah, she's she's already a fly girl, pretty girl, and she love. It's like I'm her big sister because like I make her. It's the funny shit. Go listen to Lil Kim and Foxy exactly. and stuff. And she like I didn't know Kim was 
I didn't know that this was she the first lady like I'm like junior mafia like mm-hmm. like it's a whole thing I'm giving her game and insight but I'm still fly I'm still I'm still youthful I had my daughter at 15 so I'm it's like raising my best friend I'm mm-hmm. still in the in it you know right. what I mean I don't think no female has ever had a better line than Wanna rumble with the B, huh? Go ahead. Or the whole family. Like, what, nigga? That's what I'm saying. Like, she was sexy, but she was still rapping with niggas. I did my first deal with Lil' Kim. That's, that's like. Oh, yeah, I forgot y'all. Yeah, Yeah. that's one of my biggest. It's her, Jay-Z, Shada, and Anita Baker. Like, those are my, my top four. You know what I mean? And I, cause, because I'm an original person. Mm. So me t- might be telling Carla about Lil' Kim, they come up with Nikki. Yeah. Right. So they didn't see where like Kim was Nikki the first one is, to do certain things. Nikki is a version is, of a is version, a version of, Kim. of Kim. But that's the whole point of life. You're supposed to be a better version than, than you other, was exactly. in the past. But you so gotta they study didn't your know, history. Yeah. I'm showing like photo shoots that Kim did with David LaChapelle with Hello. Louis Vuitton Hi. painted all on her with the hat and Kim did it first. Kim did a picture with blood on her panties. To show how much of a feminist, like a woman, she was. Like mm. that was crazy to me. That mm. woman, she went to the wars with her titty out. Mm. You gotta Whole know titty. about this. And a lot, I think a lot of the the new generation don't even study. I thought, but why don't they? Like, like they don't. Hove they came out before Asian. Kim, and we still give Hove the credit. We do. Why is that? I think because they have their own things with what they might not like that Kim went and did or some. Or I think it's because women yeah. are harder on each other. That's true too. And I believe that. And I and I believe that. I and I don't know. Kim's an icon. But mm-hmm. this is my thing. But she, like, it feels like, like it feels. I, I feel like this. This is my theory. Mm-hmm. I feel like women have a desire to be slutty at times, right? But having a man and and, and a powerful man. Or man on your level gives you the right to be that, and everybody feels like, "Wow, that should be celebrated." Like Beyonce didn't start talking nasty until she was married. Correct. When Beyonce was a young girl, she was, "I'm a survivor." And she was a young girl, she was talking about all oh, my ladies who independent. Yeah. When she became a wife, she was like riding on that wood, riding, riding on. But we like, needed she, to hear that. But that's she's my point. grown but she, now. But, but, right. but, she developed. She's but a grown people woman know now. who she's talking about. Correct. She's not talking about riding on every wood in the room. That's she's true. talking about riding on her husband, that's true. and that's why it makes sense. So even Cardi B, when she got offset as a husband, it became easier for her to be hoish or sluttish because I'm that for I my never nigga. Even thought about that. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. So I think that Kim probably not having that public. I'm uh, drinking babies, then yeah. I crack for the Mercedes. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm saying, like... but it, I think, and I also think, you know, everybody figured out it was Biggie, and then Biggie was dead, and then it was just nobody to follow and on, that. on top of that, the fact that you wouldn't see it because he still had a wife, so it's like mm-hmm. it made you still want to disrespect. No. Like, and not only that, we didn't have social media where everybody didn't have so much access. You could, det- yeah. you, you could control your old narrative. I definitely think social media having that much access to artists it it dims down their celebrity. Yeah, well, I, and then again, it helps. It's the I think, weirdest I think, thing. I think, I think it. I don't. I don't think it dims down your celebrity. I think social media used correctly helps your celebrity, but I think people trying to control what you see. See, now, if where, where if, when, in the 90s, you saw an artist in 1D, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, I just know you for what you want me to know, and the videos I see and the interviews you do on BT or MTV. Now, because of social media, because everybody in this room has a camera on them, yeah. 
Yeah. Everything you do is on, under the microscope. So now, so now instead of living in one D, you're living in three D now. That's true. So now I can see actually four D. I can see front, back. I can see every <laughs> angle. I can see everything you're doing. So you, so if you're gonna be flawed because the world has going to show your flaws regardless, Correct. then use social media to tell those stories. Like I wish that there was a woman who wasn't afraid to show their vulnerability, their weakness. That's, I've been talking about that that's to sexy artists. To me. Like rap about that you're feeling real hurt. shit. Like like when like when Lauren was like going through that shit with Y Clef and Ooh, it's funny man. how money changed the situation. situation. Miscommunication leave the complex like, it was like dog, she was giving us a front row seat at her perspective. To this day there's no doing. album better no female album. Oh my god! She, but it, but it's like when she has that line: "You say you care for me. You say you live. You say you die for me. Live for me." Like that shit is real. So it I is. believe that social media can make you a superstar. But you no, can't, it can make you. A no, superstar. no. I mean, I mean, I'm saying, I it's think the it, level of access of what it's telling your truth. Yeah. And 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 dog the Carters. Do it better. Than See, they make us. They history. make us buy that them. lemonade and all that. No, they had us. Said, they had us. They buy control. Bro, when they I heard, control the but narrative. They, but they control because they at this point. But yeah. you can do that. You just have to like. Jay Z got on Instagram for one day to right. really to promote test his movie. Yeah. No, but <laughs> and I tested out. He promoted his movie, and then once he said the movie. He got two million followers, and he yeah. never was, came they, back. He said, he said it was too much. They let you know what they want you to but, know. But, but not what I'm saying, what I'm so saying, he what I'm is saying. gonna look at Lenny S. Like blame Lenny S. Yeah, for said, that. Yeah, he said blame Lenny. You know what I mean? But what I'm telling you is, is that I'm telling y'all, it's it's some different shit going on right now mm-hmm. because the, the you you see Blueface and his girl. Oh my god! Oh my god! No, 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 no. We could all say, oh my god, but it's real. Everybody is. Yeah. But if I never everybody have to is see talking it, about it, we'd be okay. It is. Huh? Yeah, no. If we never had to see, no, no, no I'm saying if we never had to see it, but why do we keep seeing it? Because somebody want to see it. No, mm-hmm. somebody. That's my point. So yeah. my point is, is that, is that it's just, it's just, dog. Let the the music is a soundtrack to the life. Mm. If you're gonna put the life out, then tell it. Blueface. If I was his A and R, I'd definitely drop a song about. My shorty going through this Toxic and all this other yeah. shit because we all have been through that. Yeah. And if I'm Krishan's manager, I'm dropping a song about my nigga and his shit. Like mm-hmm. that's that's he my thing. Talk about they're not women capitalizing. They're not capitalizing <laughs> on. They're not capitalizing <laughs> on the eyes that they have. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm saying about the Carters. Yeah. The Carters understand. When I heard when Beyonce dropped Lemonade and then we had a song on the album. We did uh, all night on the album. Mm-hmm. And I asked Teron. I was like, you know, because it was very close. Like, nobody could talk about it. And then I was like, what's lemonade about? And he said, dog, when life gives you lemons. I said, ooh, nigga, that's incredible. Like, that was genius. Like, mm-hmm. and then here come home with but 444 four, four album. And, and now he's about talking about almost vision. losing his wife. Mm-hmm. And now here they about She's to drop. sleeping in wrong, and he ain't talking to yes. him, and he roaming alone. Yeah. And, and, but that's and why it works, because you. if you're going to but have drama. To buy. If you're going to have drama, then give me the soundtrack to the drama. I like it. If you're going to have laughs, give me the soundtrack to the laughs. They make money off theirs, though. Like, they're not going to give you... But every artist can, though. Every artist can, though. Yeah. Every artist can make money. That's what I'm saying. If you want to be a superstar, tell your motherfucking truth. Okay, we got to start wrapping up soon. I got you. Um, So, one thing I wanted to ask you is... What do you want artists to know from your perspective? Artists out there that's on the come up, what do you think they should know from your perspective? You know what I'm tired of, to be honest? I don't know if it's the era I'm from, but what I notice is I work harder than artists. Mm. 
I think that these artists. Is uh, if there was a bomb to be dropped, we should drop lazy. 10 of them. They're lazy as fuck. Stop being lazy. No, That's what I no, like. stop, not stop being lazy. Want it for want you. It. I mm. have worked with artists that I want it for them more than they want it Me for too. them. That is probably the biggest issue in the music industry. I want it for you more than you want it for you. That's why when you see that post that I posted, I said, I can be a facilitator. I'm a facilitator of dreams. I am not here to take you to your dream. I'm a facilitator of dreams. You have to fucking do Work. Because I do, and I want artists to know that, and I want them to know the way they knock down your DMs and be like, please listen and please, and, and that the hunger they have. I don't know if they know once you get in it, this is really your job. It's not, Start, it's not like, end. it seems fun because you get to, it's like you're getting a bank to let you do what you want to do. Mm, and so... I don't know what comes over like, wait, I, I really got to do this or I really got to go there. I really got to do this. And it's like, yeah, this shit is serious. Mm-hmm. And I've had an experience like two years ago, flat out with an artist. I, he's no longer my artist, but I mean, I just have to be honest that me going harder than an artist, that bothers me. And it used, it's, it's like, I'm I'm much older. I'm not even like super young like that no more. And I'm up every day and I'm in a studio. I do everything. It looks like I just have this like so much fun. I'm having fun. I'm working. I'm a listener. I'm a healer. I'm a mom. I'm an auntie. I'm a daughter. I got a mom that's basically dying as we speak. Like it's a lot going on and I'm still here for you. Mm-hmm. You got to show up for yourself. And I think artists don't know how serious this is. Like, I think they see this life, and you're just going to get the jewelry, the cars, and the stuff like that, and then it's a wrap, and it's like, no, you got to be willing to go the long haul. And I tell people, the, the greatest gift, hip-hop is the greatest gift and curse to us. To let our, me, tell you, to let me tell you why. It's true. Because here's why it's a gift. Because if you've lived in the cold your whole life, Hip-hop is the only opportunity you have where you could get hot, mm-hmm. live That's in the true. heat, and make money. But you know what's worse than living in the cold your whole life? Living in the cold and then having two years of living in the heat and then going back, back to the cold. Going back to the- then you want to kill. You better say it. Then you want to <laughs> kill. Then you angry at everybody. You want to kill your kid. And it's always kill your baby mama fault. And everybody's mm-hmm. fault. But, bro, when the opportunity is there, take advantage Seize of it. that shit. Seize because it. it's, it's no guarantee it's coming there tomorrow. And the music business gets That's fascinated the with a new advice. artist. They, they get fascinated with new art. A new artist coming to the room is like a new blue ball, a new brand new ball that's ready to play. It's like, let's see what he wants to do. And nah. it's it's a, every day there's a rapper being created. Every day. Every, and every, and especially in Atlanta. And I, I noticed. Say, right around here. <laughs> and Atlanta and the South artists, they hustle so different, but they be so, not dirty, but like they got that grime look. Like they don't. They they not okay, and so they're not okay with not being okay. So they they hungry and they yeah. want to change their life. Certain regions, the artists are just a little bit different. So I I be noticing the hustle. Like even when I was an artist, like we was up every day. We wanted to make sure we broke our own record. So if we had a, had a label to get behind us. The job, we going to do the job. 
we're going to brand this thing, we're going to fashion this thing, we're going to market it, all the way down to, I remember we had a mixtape and we called it Her Story and I skit and we made it like we got kidnapped and we did this and we bought every girl a pair of red bottoms and she sent in an essay about her story and we would meet them at the club and pick the essay the month. Like we did everything. <laughs> and so now when I see the artists, it's like they just, what what you got for me? No, mm-hmm. I don't, massa, I ain't got, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like work. And I that's what I, this generation, the the when I say lazy, it's not their fault because I'm even lazy to certain things. Like I, I don't have to get out the bed and, I didn't got to the point now where on my Uber East it says put the food by the door. I don't even got to meet you. You know what I mean? I do not like shopping no more. Everything is online. So when we were coming up, we had to sit at the dinner table. That's why our grandmother learned our day. She could tell from my personality what happened at school stuff. Nobody sits at the dinner table. Everybody go to their room, and once they get their food, you don't know what's the hell going on in your kid's life. The kids do not go outside and play. They do not. They're lazy. They're sitting on a game. They're not energetic. So the health issues are different. You know what I mean? It's just all fucked up. And so they can blow up just because they made a song on the Internet. So they didn't have to put in a hard work to but do you, it. Well, the only thing I got to correct you. They can't blow up. Their song can. Their song can. <laughs> there you think, go. But they there think you because their song blew up. They blow up, and they don't realize that people have moved the fuck on. Like it like, was just that record. Like, like I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm a whole fan. Me too. If he never dropped an album, I'm still a whole fan. But I'm not waiting for Hove to drop an album. Like it's he, like he, he does, his fan he, base, he does right. it when he wants to. He, exactly. These artists out here be thinking the fan. That's why I say stop using the word fans. Fans is, is action. That shit requires. Uh, it's a verb. Fan requires doing they with work. They with you when they with you. And they with you. I'm probably a fan of five real artists. Now, there are probably a hundred artists who I love their music. There you go. But that don't mean I'm a fan of you. That just means I love your music. For me to be a fan of you, that's totally, that means when they coming for you, I'm out there fighting with you. Mm-hmm. If somebody fuck with Hov, I'm, I'm on the front line you fighting with you. see how. Fuck that. That's remember, my, Kanye too. I love, I love my um, people. Yes. I love my you people. You remember Lil Wayne? Even at the skating board, he would build a studio. He just always recorded. Tupac just always recorded. These kids can't fuck with NBA Youngboy. He's probably putting out an album as we speak. Mm-hmm. Yes, he got an album dropping Friday. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> he got an how do you, what's your work ethic like? Because mm-hmm. it's always somebody that'll outwork you. Mm-hmm. I'll outwork anybody. I don't get tired. I do not get tired. I'm like, I got so many goals. It's like, I'm like, I can't even sleep. Like, I'm waking up, like, I'm fasting. Like, God, it's time to fast. Okay, what I'm doing next? What you got for me? So, And, and, and that's why I was fucking with Braxton, by the way. <laughs> because I'm trying to train my guy. It don't matter what you got on. It matter no. what you're doing. Yeah. I'm, train, I'm trying to teach you how to work. Dog, I, I want to work with somebody who I don't have to watch work. Me too. If you're going to indulge in this shit, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you think. Dog, if you're going to indulge, you're going to lose. You know why? You know why poor people are poor? Because they are indulging. They are doing things Getting to make themselves feel good. They're like, that's why that's when why that's why when they get their check, they go spend it. That's indulging. Mm-hmm. I, I you give me a check today, that shit don't do nothing for me. I'm coming to work tomorrow, mm-hmm. and the next day, and the next day, I'm dedicated to this shit. Like this is who I am. Like I I don't even know how to take off 
a vac. I don't even know how to take off because I'm so addicted to the game I'm in. And the minute that I'm no longer this addicted is the minute that I'm leaving this shit. And that's right. just that's my promise to myself. So you go. I like that. So that. what's next for you? So I know ask, you just signed um, your first artist, right? Yeah, I just signed um, my crazy role from TML to um, 300. He's out of Long Beach, California. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we're dropping um, his project probably like um, early summer. A single coming in the spring, but early summer. I'm really excited about that because I always, I put on a Monopoly board, like I want Cali. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted California. I wanted, and I did that. And um. One of the crazy things is Ray told me because I was when I was in survivor mode, I would I had a consultant company where I would do I would do all the work for the artists, like do press runs, move them around, get them in the studio, da 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 da. And then one time Ray said, Brooke, he knew it too. He said, I know you need the money, so you're taking the clients. He said, but we are watching. Mm-hmm. He says, stop. Doing it. I can't tell you not to take money, but stop getting these artists. He said, because you work your ass off, but you promote them and you, the you're artists put, don't even be good. The, you're putting your, putting it's like a, you're co signing the loan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you might co sign the loan because they gave it to you, but the detriment, the, the, the thing, the outcome of it can be worse than the money you made. And I stopped, right? When I paid I didn't attention even know that, to by that, the way. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know she stopped. I stopped. And that's when I moved to Cali and did TML artists. And, mm-hmm. and from there, um, they moved me to Cal- to California, and I worked on a label as a general manager. And then I transitioned and was like, I want to go on the inside. I want to be sharper. I want to know the, the ins and outs and just make my Rolodex bigger and stuff like that. And then I moved around. I went and met with all of the execs, but I met with Salim. I've been knowing Salim for almost 15 years, and he just told me, I'm going to hire you. And he did that. And in the midst of that, I had a group called 4-1 that I went and got, a, like, a huge deal at um, Republic. And then right after that, all the execs was, like, ready. But Salim had been told me, yeah. So I'll, that's another thing I learned, too. Fuck with who fuck with you. Mm-hmm. And he told me, yeah, before before I got the kids the deal or whatever. And so that's how I end up at 300. So the next stage from here is to be, like, the biggest woman exec the chairman, uh, you know, and keep it going. Okay, okay. Sylvia Longs. He took me to meet Sylvia. Yeah. He did. Right, you really is, he did. I cried because yeah, I've cried. been watching Aww. Sylvia since I was like 20, and that was so funny. That's why, shout out to Sylvia Rome. <laughs> yeah. I, I said, I said, young lady out here who loves you. And I know you, she was like, bring her in. And then I brought her in, and I he left didn't the even room. tell me. He was like, "What you doing today?" Yeah, I just said, "Roll with me." That's some real Ray. Yeah, and I said, no. "All right, I'm coming down." He, I used to, cause the, the the guys from Compton when they before they physically moved me there, they would put me at yeah. the Lowe's yeah, hotel. Exactly. And then I wasn't doing nothing that day. And he was like, "When I got in the car, we went to toast to eat." He was like, "Yeah, what else you got to do today?" I was like, "No." Nah. He's, like, "I'm gonna take you to meet Sylvia." I was like, "No, you're not." She don't even know that I hit Sylvia. <laughs> I hour did before. not know. But can I tell you something? Else? That was a test. Not a test for me because I want to do good for you, but I want to do I want you to fuck me just because just you fuck me, you fuck not me, because right. you think it's something in it for you. So when I picked you up, you don't. I was already talking to Sylvia like I got somebody I'm bring you to me. I'm coming to see you. Mm-hmm. So she already knew about it. So that's why I was like, 
and then you came, and it was just like, okay, she, this, she my nigga, like, you know, because when you in L.A., it's just a different He already, though, had made me come to, Ray, when I come to his house, he we going to talk music. He left me upstairs. And I, I made, and I made her watch a documentary. Yeah. Because um, my thing is, like, because yeah, my thing is this, is if, if you really want to do this shit, like, I, my man Don Vito's in the room, right? Don Vito tells me. Big Don. Don Vito <laughs> tells me the other day, he was like, yo, in the middle of a meeting, he was like, yo, by the way, Will Smith book. Am I tripping? He was like, best book I ever read. And I was like, I bought it that day. Have I not been raving Will everybody Smith is going to have to give you PC because I ordered this book. You just got everybody. I probably sold like 10 book books because of you. <laughs> oh, but I my point is, is that it. when my point is, is that I look at it like this. It's not about learning. It's about applying. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people think learning the game and soaking it up is enough. No, you got to apply that shit. So when someone tells me I should do something that I respect, I'm going to do it. And I, when I do it, I'm going to tell everybody else to do it. So a lot of the times, people want, I, I do believe people want to help people. I never hired a whack rapper after you told me that. <laughs> I cut it out right Because I always knew that they were whack. Yeah. But it was a check. And yeah. I was in survivor mode. Nah. And they had to you pay my nah. bills. And, and I but tell, when you, I, the way you worded it, you said, we are looking at you. You taking these people to your resources and press runs and doing no. all of this. And you posting that's you, yours. Like, yes. And if somebody can pay you five thousand dollars for your relationships, that means you don't understand the value of your relationships. And I, I don't think I. Did I don't allow money moment. to make. I do that to everybody on my team. I'll be like, stop chasing money, start building value. You build value, the money will chase you. If you chase money, you're gonna be a chasing money motherfucker because it costs money to chase money. Mm. And it costs money to build value too. But the value is yours. Mm. The money you gotta spend. Sure. I give you a million dollars a day. That shit ain't gonna last you forever. Nope. You have to spin it, but you ask, you ask your last question. I'm sorry. All right. Okay. Last question. Um, so we got to ask this because, of course, this is the guy show. Do you consider yourself a goat or underdog? Um, I am an underdog that will be a goat. Amen. Tell us a little bit about that. Why? I'm probably always going to be an underdog. But, Even to some, but to a lot of people, you are a fucking goat. To, to your daughter? To my daughter. And I'm about to, to say, I know that. To my 14 adopted girls in a group home of Detroit. Like, it's people who, when I, when I wake up, when, I, when my feet hit the ground, I'm, I have to make it because I feed they them. They watching. They watching. And so to some people, it's like, oh, my God. And I be like, some little guy came up to me at Rose Show. He was on tour with Kaylin for real. And he was like, I've been watching you, Brooke. I like the way you move. I like the way you dress with the way you move. He said, I like how you do boomerangs and get out the black trucks. And I was like, damn, you pay attention to all that? And he said, yeah, you do it. And he said, you showed emotion. You put the time of the day, how your day started. And when you travel, he paid attention to, he broke down everything that I purposely mm -hmm. give out. So he also noticed that I wore black and white in all my business deals and stuff like that. He he told me everything, and he was like, is it personal branding? He paid attention, and I was like, damn, I need because I don't feel like, I know I'm further than the north side of St. Louis in the ghetto where they cook cracking soup in the same pot. I know I'm, I'm different from, I'm further than that, but I'm not different than that. But I don't still see myself as where I supposed to be. So I'm I'm blessed that God is, you know, even put me in position to even sit next to Ray and we having a conversation from it used to be blowing him up, begging, whining, whatever. I don't know. I, Ray, like I need that. to go to the studio. Ray, can you call this person? Ray, you know, whatever versus 
being a peer and him always accepting me. So I think I like being an underdog. Mm. I got to be honest, because it put the fire in you to never get comfortable. You know what I mean? I don't want to be nobody, though. I look up to Sylvia Rome because I like how graceful she did things. But when I pay attention to a lot of stuff, me and Deborah and might not have had the best relationship, but I learned a lot from her. She's a strong woman. You know what I mean? And she okay. told us women, we don't cry. When we get sad, she'd be like, what the fuck you crying for? Like, she, there's no pity party. We live with her. You know what I mean? So she's an underdog. And I always some about an underdog that just get my favor. Because it's like you always rooting. You you keep you it going. Yeah. yeah. And, and the girls even coming up or even around me or asking me things or my assistants and managers and stuff. I'm always giving them game. So, yeah, I would say underdog. But I'm I'm going to be the greatest of all time. Let's Better tell them. Yeah. All right, thank you for taking the time out to come and sit Shout down Shout out to us. Brooke. Thank I'm proud of you. No, me. I'm proud of you. Thank you. And you are a shining example of what a fly black woman in this business should thank be you, who did it the right way. Don't thank ever you. let. Sometimes you walk in the room and people are like minimize you. Like, what do you know? But trust me, they didn't come as far as you did. Because if they did, they wouldn't fucking treat you like that. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> okay, guys, make sure that you are subscribed to our YouTube channels. You following us on all streaming platforms and check us out next week. Let's get it. <laughs>